Yeah. What'd you think? What'd you think of the show? Turn it up. Turn up, Charlie. Did you ever see that show? No, I didn't see it. What was that? Did you ever hear of it? Uh, no. I think it might be on Netflix, or it was. Uh, Idris Elba. Oh yeah, yeah. Charlie, the DJ, <laughs> and he's trying to get back to his heyday in Ibiza. But he's like older and he's like washed up. But he was like the number one. <laughs> oh my god, DJ. I gotta watch this. He was like the number one DJ, like whatever, like eleven years ago. Like <laughs> and and now he's you know just trying to get the glory back. Oh, but man. the younger the younger DJs are coming up. He's still on vinyl and they're like <laughs> not. But yeah. it's it's cool because like the music's pretty good. And yeah, Idris Elba is great. DJ. What's that? I've actually yeah. seen Idris. Yeah, he actually does set. So, so that I'm sure for, he's got it. Okay. What is the connection to the DJ Ibiza that Ibiza has to the DJ world? For those like oh, me who don't so know. For the electronic dance music, mostly like house music or. Ibiza is a beach. Is it a, like a beach town in Spain? Yeah. Is off the correct? coast. It's an, a little island. Okay. Off the coast of Spain. Okay. And uh, it's a party island. Um, and yeah, a lot of the best, it just has this reputation for the best DJs playing the best, freshest, newest music. Now, is this for the 1% of the 1% of the 1%? Like, are these like the billionaire yachts rolling up or is it? I mean, there's that too, but no, you can go, a regular person can go on holiday there. I mean, they have a different experience obviously than than the rich and they definitely have that Delta of experiences there. Uh Um, but yeah, you know, if you're if you're from uh, London or if you're from England, mm-hmm. it's a pretty easy trip. Yeah, pretty easy trip for a lot of Europeans to yes. get there and yes. do it like we do Vegas, basically. You know, right. you can do it on the cheap or you can do it not so much. Um, What's the difference yeah. between the the U.S. the American DJ scene and the European DJ scene? Biggest difference. Um, the, the European music? DJ scene, well, is is mostly to do with electronic music whereas we kind of have both here i mean i'm sure they have hip-hop djs but there was no dj am really that came out of came out of uh europe um and there's actually really not really been one since him you know there's like people before him like funk master flex or uh-huh. master flash or you know that are that made that were tastemakers in like the hip-hop scene mm-hmm. um and AM was one of those. And also with his genre bending style, he kind of changed the way the landscape mm-hmm. here. And there's actually a landscape to change here. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say in Europe, if you're a DJ, you really, if you say I'm a DJ, you mean I play electronic dance music. I'm trying to get into festivals and I'm trying to like release a song that does something. So awesome. Yeah. So it's like stronger in a way They like a lot of the labels that are of note are from mm-hmm. Europe, mm-hmm. but, um, but it's more narrow in its scope. It's electronic dance music, mm-hmm. which is a huge, like that's a huge scope, but you know what I mean? So I don't think there are any hip hop heroes per se. I could be wrong. Okay. So is there a, uh, who, who comes up with the sub genres? Like oh, you have, know, like, right? you know, the, the, there's, um, like 50 million sub genres, uh, emo, was a new genre death metal back in the 90s there's another quite there's another question that came in yeah um but today it seems like there are now micro sub genres talk about 
those niches? Who starts them? Where do they come from? Are they trends that lead to pop culture? Like a made up word that eventually gets, that eventually makes it into the dictionary. Um, that's yeah, that's a pretty good question. Like what, what's question. a, yeah. So what, what, who, who, where do these genres come from? Because it seems like there are always, like when I release my music, I'm thinking pop, maybe singer songwriter, depending on the song, but then it gets a dance and, and electronica and, and there's, I can't even think of them, but there's, yeah, there's a ton, there's a ton of sub genres that they're asking me to choose. <laughs> I would, if I knew what they were. Aggressive houses. Yeah. And then I'm on Google. What is this genre? <laughs> Right, you wish you could be, ask because, the AI, well, like you could play the AI your song and have it well, be like, I think, and I think you ask, rock. right, and there's bound to be like differences of opinion. Oh, that's not such and such. Absolutely. That's this, like among the hardcore. Yeah, but and um, the names change a little bit too sometimes. Or you could tell me what your genre is. Primary, your primary genre. Um, I make, I make all forms of like house music. I really enjoy listening to tech house. Um, but I don't really make a ton of tech house. Okay, what I is make. house? What is house music? G- house music is generic. The generic house house music is you know boots and cats, right? It's the it's the <laughs> boots cats boots. It's the four to the floor kick drum. Oh boots, yeah boots cats boots cats. Uh, okay. Basically, that is is the okay. foundation for house music. Um, okay. Four to the floor uh, kick drum uh snare on every other and some hi-hats right um which comes it's kind of a offshoot of like disco i would say that's probably one of its uh ancestors mm-hmm. and funk is probably the other ancestor with its uh-huh. repetitive with its nature for like rep- repetition it's like really repetitive uh-huh. um like funk music is and can be instrumental like funk music can be Mm-hmm. um so yeah that's like house and then there's like soulful house which is like vocal house with there's like all kinds of mm-hmm. soulful house and then there's all kinds of deep house all kinds of like techie inspired house all kinds of mm-hmm. minimal house and then there's techno over here doing its mm-hmm. own thing uh out of detroit techno came and it's like house with more percussion techno techno came from detroit mm-hmm. house came from Holy chicago yeah. wow yeah chicago in what year Oh, what decade? I don't remember. I, it was the 80s. Uh, maybe, okay. yeah, like mid 80s. I think it was Jesse Saunders is the first, made the first house track, I believe. Did Trap uh, not, come from Atlanta? I believe it was Jesse Saunders. There was another song. Okay, called, I so I don't want to. How, house, came, house came from Chicago. Did Trap come from Atlanta? You know, I think so. Like the original version of it. Uh, no, maybe it was Memphis. I can't remember, actually. Interesting. But something like that um yeah it might be memphis uh yeah trap as a hip-hop thing but then now there's like electronic trap which is a offshoot of kind of dubstep and the hip-hop trap Mm -hmm. it's kind of the same rhythms but with like electronic without kind of drum machine sounding beats and more electronic pristine production stuff yeah yeah it's that's a ton i mean it's it's hard to keep up even if you're paying attention yeah (laughs) because that's that's kind of what is interesting about electronic music um you know and we've talked about this in the past how to um you know 
do something new to not be derivative. Um, in electronic music, when you do something new, um, you know, and usually doing something new involves taking something old and mixing it with something else. Uh, mm -hmm. It's kind of usually kind of seems to be how that goes. Mm -hmm. Or adding your own thing on top, which is rarer. Usually mm -hmm. kind of like take this and that. Um, and then that's how when somebody blows up on that new sound that they created or that is bubbling up, a new subgenre is usually created right then and there. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like that. Like he makes dubstep, but he adds, you know, this element to it. We call it rhythm. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, I'm just taking us all in. <laughs> Your reaction you, you, it's not every day exquisite. you get to ask, like, a DJ who knows their stuff. <laughs> he went. Because no one's going to be cool. like, oh, what's... Because no one's going to be like, what's house music? It's You're true. just supposed true. to know what it is. There's a lot to it. You're probably going to edit most of that out. <laughs> no, I, I'll probably keep it in and people will be like... Um, <laughs> hopefully, we'll get some comments on that. So um, let's move forward. Let's talk about... Please. Let's talk about the creative process. I've actually okay. recently been going through... I think I'm going to do this every year, by the way. But I went through... Uh, I'm still going through and just went through all the songs I started. Some of them I finished, some of them I didn't. Just I keep them in order by date. Mm -hmm. it's a, you know, you run out of fake names to call songs, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, especially mine. They don't have any lyrics yet. So uh, I have them in folders, January, February, March, April, May, you know, under the, the root folder is the year. And then I put them in as, you know, in time as they come. Mm -hmm. So I started January 2020. And just started going through all of them to see, A, how much have I improved? Mm -hmm. B, if any, uh, B, what's in there? What what ideas can I take from there? What 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 are some through lines? You know, just analyze the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, it gave gave me a bit of a window into like which parts of my creative process I should definitely lean into, which I found kind of interesting. Um, for instance, and I'll give I'll give you one, and then I'd love for you to go. Um, one thing that I want to keep from what I learned, um, going through these is writing the whole song because it ends up being more of a song than a beat when I do this, um, just with melodic instruments, no drums, no nothing, just like a piano and write the chords and the bass line and the top line. And then, oh, this, this, how do I get to this next section melodically? you know, and then doing it that way instead of like, oh, I know if I put a fill here, it'll work and then it'll just go to the next section. Like, no, how do I lead lead the audience to it? And then how do I lead the audience out of it melodically? So I, I have a few where I did that process and I think that uh, the, those songs are telling a lot more of a story than some of my others. You? Um, so you're asking about my like, the yeah, creative... Like, yeah, exactly. Some key, some key components to your creative process. Uh, or you can just go start to finish if you want. Well, I think it's such a generic term, but it's pretty organic because I would record everything and then I would listen back later and be like, you know, that I like that and turn that, I'm going to turn that into a song. Um, and the i'm not sure there's i'm not sure whether the prose 
outweigh the cons in recording everything because you end up number one the pro you don't miss anything you'll never have a song that like oh man i came up with that song i totally forgot it mm -hmm. that doesn't happen i have everything the problem is i have everything mm -hmm. so um <laughs> you know i really i dream about having interns to sort through all that stuff mm. so they can like then like, i would love to have like recording engineer interns sort through stuff and be like this is a gem right here and then they can kind of like sift it for me mm. um paul mccartney said the same thing he's he said he uses his voice memos app on his phone too much mm. every time he has an idea he just puts a voice memo and he's like i'll never listen to these memos there's just too many you know and like in a month he has 500 voice memos so it's just too much um that yeah it's it's basically sifting is mm -hmm. is my 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 task um the thing i work hardest at is just going through sorting through stuff mm -hmm. to get to get something done so do you find yourself setting aside time tomorrow 4 p.m no one's going to be around i'm going to sit down and write some music and then you just kind of hit record and pick up an instrument or how does it go for you? Um, for me, it's, it's, it's less important that I lay down new ideas, mm. uh, than it is. I finish some stuff. Mm -hmm. I finish some songs, get them mixed and get them released. Mm -hmm. Uh, I spend I have spent a lot of time in the past trying to get things radio ready. Mm. And as more time passes, I just think it'd be more valuable for me to just release it, whether mm. or not it's radio ready or not. How many people are just listening on their phones with the speaker on their phone? Right. You know, it's mm -hmm. they're not really listening through a high fidelity system. Mm -hmm. Um, even through headphones everyone's bass is going to sound better. The bass is going to come through much clearer on headphones. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, like it, that goes back to what I said in our very, very first podcast. I want a producer in the room with me to keep the ship mm -hmm. going to, to basically be like, um, you know, like, pilots they haven't there's a pilot there's a co-pilot and then there's the engineer mm -hmm. and the engineer just he just keeps everything going smooth he makes sure that your everything is working and he's a very important part of the process and that's it's very important to have those types of uh if it's very important to have that kind of that kind of help mm -hmm. i think so if you don't have that kind of help you have to split the roles in your mind mm-hmm yeah yeah that's that is hard because i never know i think i'm in the same boat that you are in now now that i've gone through a bunch of you know maybe i don't know 25 30 40 songs that i that are from the past year or year and a half mm -hmm. i'm like i should try to find at least you know four of these and i think i, I have to finish and maybe not write new stuff for a little while mm -hmm. Um, and I also am still working on your remix and, uh, yeah, so 
I think we're in the same, I don't know if that, I hope that's normal. You know what I mean? It seems like some people sit down with a new idea and just kind of write a song and then it's done. I mean, not perfect, but they wrote a song right there and they don't need to like go back to some mining operation in there <laughs> to find gems right. from their past. You know, I don't know. Maybe thinking, it's both. I don't, I don't know if I said this or actually I heard Quincy Jones say this and I, mm. I think Quincy Jones said Both editing. <laughs> Thank you. That's too kind. Uh, Quincy said editing MIDI is like painting a 747 with a toothpick. <laughs> it's something like that. And I used to say, yeah, they should have prisoners edit MIDI notes because, the, the, you know, any like DIY musician out there who is an engineer knows it's no fun to edit MIDI notes. It's no. At least not for me. Um, I certainly but wish that, you could just play it like that. <laughs> play it like that or have someone who, you know what, I'm not a musician. I'm a computer programmer. Uh, Let me adjust the the velocities and the the attacks <laughs> and the delay and the decays and all that stuff. Um, because who, you know, if you're really like in the groove, you don't want to yeah. get, get bogged down in that world. But uh, I wanted to ask you, maybe we can, I don't know how many more topics we have. Maybe this will be the last topic. Yeah, sounds great. What are your, what are you listening to now? Oh. You can look wow. at your phone if you need to. That's a good question. I mean, I feel like I mentioned this group. Well, A, another side effect of being a DJ who works, I don't listen to music that often. Uh, I listen yeah. to a lot of podcasts. Um, because I kind of get my fill. Every, what are you listening to? What podcast? What podcasts? Ah, right now, uh, well, Joe Rogan has been. Uh, I've been following him since the pretty much the beginning. Mm -hmm. I don't listen to all of his shows. I don't find all of them interesting. But yeah, when he has a comedian on, or when he has someone that's interesting to me, I always listen. Right. To I have that in the hopper. Uh, the stuff you should know podcast is a fun one um, that I listen oh, to I heard a that lot. One. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. I've been listen listening to Tom Segura's podcast lately because him and his wife are just having fun on there, which is great. Who who's this? Tom Segura. He's another comedian. Okay. He's kind of okay. like I know him because of Joe Joe Rogan type okay. comedian. You know how he brings brings his hands <laughs> yeah. up. Um, but Tom's hilarious on his own mm -hmm. and has really built his own brand and his mm -hmm. own thing. Mm -hmm. Um oh Mark Norman. Is another comedian. They're all comedians. Uh, Mark Norman is another comedian, and him. I, I think we should get a comedian for our show. <laughs> it would be great. Yeah, <laughs> it would be great. You could sit. You could sit right in the middle. <laughs> Just him and his partner, uh, Mark Norman, and his partner Sam. Mm -hmm. Can't think of his last name for some reason. It'll come to me. Uh, they have a podcast called "We Might Be Drunk," which is fun. <laughs> they they their thing is they uh, have a different uh, drink that inspires the. Well, yeah. not inspires a podcast, but a different drink. You know, it's Mai Tais one day mm -hmm. or it's whatever. That's a fun little hook they have. And they uh, they work out bits on that show, which I find interesting too. Watching comedian, watching how the sausage is made. Um, so yeah, those are the podcasts I listen to. Uh, I do listen to music, some music. Like the latest thing that's really grabbed my attention is this band called Phantoms. They're like a um, electronic act. I think they're a duo. Um, oh, I also saw um, Rufus Dussault live. Yeah, you told me about him. 
Um, yeah, it's, it's actually three guys. Weird name for a three piece, but yeah, mm, they're an electronic okay. act. Um, yeah, it's just kind of like, I like to call it electronic music for adults, you know, mm. really emotional electronic right. music that's got vibes and warmth. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'll go really quick. I would like to get into, uh, hearing Peter Gabriel's latest. Ooh. Um, He's got a new album out. Also, I was listening to. Uh, oh, I know where it is. I had it in my Shazams. Hiro Inagaki and his Ooh. Soul Media. So, Japanese guy. Can't really hear it. You can't? Not really. I'll probably get the um, demonetization police on it. <laughs> It's a song called That's How I Feel by Hiro Inagaki. And his soul media from the 70s. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Wait, and, I gotta uh, ask you, how did you yeah. where did you how that end up in your sphere? This uh little gem of an app called Shazam, where I just I hear something and I just pray that I'm like fast enough with mm -hmm. the button to hit it and to get however many seconds are left before the next song comes in to where and then I just I throw all the Shazams into a playlist on mm. Apple Music and then um yeah, I've been pretty happy with that because it's like I said, there's so much music out there. That is it. But uh, another successful uh, show. Another rep for sure. Indeed. <laughs> another success. Thank you for watching. That's Koa. He is at Koa.music on Instagram. Is that correct? You got it. Yes. Got it. And I am at it's DJ Quasar at I-T-S-D-J-Q-U-A-S-A-R on Insta. Sweet. Thank you so much for watching slash listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Awesome, guys. Thank you. Bye.